So good to be with you here on this All Saints Sunday. Uh, today we're beginning a new sermon series, uh, ironically, the good news about death. Uh, we're going to talk about death over the next several weeks, but we're going to look through the lens of death, beyond death to the life that Christ offers us. And we'll begin that this morning on All Saints Day. Now, I want to confess something to you. On Friday, I was listening to a podcast, and what I heard on that podcast made me decide to completely change the sermon that I had already prepared for you this morning. Now, the podcast that I was listening to was about baseball. I was listening to this podcast about baseball. You might be wondering because I had been listening to podcasts about Ole Miss football. And all of them were talking about how we were going to lose to Texas A&M. And I was on my way down to the Holy Land, Oxford, Mississippi, to watch it. We didn't lose, by the way. But I got so frustrated and so anxious about hearing all about how this everybody was expecting us to lose that I flipped over to a, Ole Miss ba uh, to a baseball podcast, and uh, I thought maybe that would give me a little hope. The, the whole point of the podcast was to look at the Major League Baseball teams and what they might do in the offseason to give themselves a better chance to have a better season next year. And, and I just wanted a little bit of hope. And while I was listening to that podcast, one of the podcasters referenced a movie, The Field of Dreams. Now, that movie came out 34 years ago. I was a senior in high school when Field of Dreams was released to the theater. I remember watching that movie and thinking, eh, it's okay. But I don't really see why so many of the adults in my life think that this is such a great movie. It was up for three Academy Awards, and there were lots of people that thought it should have won the best picture of the year. And I thought, well, it's, it's, it's okay. But you know what happened? The older I got, the more that movie began to mean something to me. And it's one of those movies nowadays that if I'm flipping through the channels late at night looking for something to watch and I see Field of Dreams on, I'm going to watch that movie. Now, you may not be a baseball fan, and so you may not have ever seen the movie. You may be too young to even know that the movie exists, and now you're thinking, oh, great, he's talking about a movie that's older than I am. I want you to know that even if you're not a baseball fan, or even if you've never watched the movie before, it's more than just about baseball. Now, baseball is one of the plots of the story. It's, it's pretty central, in all honesty, but, but the movie is about so much more than that. The movie is about facing your past. The movie is about realizing your dreams. The movie is about resolving your regrets. The movie is about restoring broken 
relationships. And it's that last thing. Restoring broken relationships is what made me decide on Friday, two days before I'm prepared to preach, to completely change the thrust of my sermon because of this day that gathers us here this morning, All Saints Sunday, and because of the theme of restoring broken relationships. Now, in the movie, there's a guy named Ray. He's played by Kevin Costner. Some of you are thinking, now that's a reason to watch it right there, Kevin Costner. Yeah, I heard an amen out there. Wow. So Kevin Costner plays a, name, a guy by the name of Ray, and Ray and his father have had an estranged relationship. And one of the themes of the movie is the links that Ray will go to in order to restore that broken relationship with his father. Now, even though the movie's 34 years old, I know some of you haven't seen it. Some of you may want to see it, so I'm going to try not to spoil the uh, ending for you. But let me just say this. At the end of the movie, Ray has an opportunity to restore the broken relationship that he had with his father in a way that the relationship becomes what it should have been all along, what it was intended to be all along. And friends, that is the overarching story of Scripture. The overarching story of Scripture is an invitation for us to face our past. It's an invitation for us to realize our dreams. It is an invitation to resolve our regrets. It is an invitation to allow God to restore relationships that have been broken. Our relationships with one another and our relationships with God. In order to talk about our Scripture lesson this morning, I need to go back just a little bit, back to the beginning of the recorded Scripture when God creates this beautiful garden and then God breathes the breath of life into the first man and the first woman and He places these two people in this garden where they have dominion, where they are capable of enjoying this utopia, this Eden, and... They are only given one thing that they cannot do, and that is to eat from the tree in the middle of the garden. God says it this way, if you eat of that tree, you will surely die. And even though that man and the woman had this wonderful garden to live in and to call home and everything in their dominion and at their disposal, this man and woman decided to do the one thing that God told them not to do, and they ate of that fruit. But in what is the first recorded instance of grace in all of Scripture, even though they ate of the fruit, even though God told them that when they did eat of that fruit that they would surely die, they did not die. They were cast out of the garden, but God's act of grace spared them. But sin and evil began to uh, populate the world and to uh, multiply. And it reached the point where God said, you know, sin uh, requires death. The punishment for sin is death. But again, in an act of grace, God did not want to uh, destroy all of the people as He'd done with Noah when they had the flood. And so God said, 
An animal can become a substitute for humans. And so the death of an animal can be the penalty of death so that humans could live. Fast forward to where we are in our scripture today. We are reminded that Christ became the ultimate Lamb of God. We are reminded that when Christ died on the cross, that he took away the sins of the world. He destroyed the power of sin and death. He restored the relationship between us and between God that sin had severed. And that's what allowed the scripture that we've read this morning to take place where there are people, a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, from all tribes, peoples, and languages, they are standing before the throne, and they are standing before the Lamb. They are robed in white with palm branches in their hands, and salvation has come to these people because of the links that God would go to to restore the relationship that sin had broken. For you, dear families that are here this morning, to remember the lives of your loved ones, I want you to know that they are surrounding the throne of God even in this moment. They are not there because of who they are or what they did. They are there because of whose they are. They are there because they are beautiful children who were created in the image of God. They are there because when they were created, God took a step back and called them very good. They are not there because they were perfect, because you family members know better than any of us that they were far from perfect. But they were gods. They are gods. And God did for them in Christ Jesus what they or we cannot do for ourselves. God said, I'm going to go to any lengths necessary to restore the relationship. The invitation is to face our past. The invitation is to realize the dreams that God has for all of God's children. The invitation was to resolve their regrets and restore their relationship. What I love about the ending of the field of dreams is that after Ray has the opportunity to restore his relationship with his father, the movie ends in such a way that it offers everybody who watches the movie hope that their broken relationships can be restored too. That is the hope 
that we have as Christian people. That our relationship can be restored to its beautiful state with God. And that's why we gather as we mourn the deaths of those we love, claiming the good news that comes from death, and that is newness, eternal, abundant life.